Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and it's a social spotlight edition of the podcast today. Very pleased to welcome in Joseph Newgarden, the IndyCar driver for Team Penske. Um, Bright young talent over there on the open wheel side. And I was very pleased that uh, I was able to get him during IndyCar Media Day uh, recently, right before the Indy 500. Really uh, a guy who has a great personality and is one of these guys where if he starts winning a lot of races, he's going to be a major superstar uh, just based on personality alone. He, he would be a, a very marketable person for IndyCar so, um, and already is in a lot of ways. So I think that you will enjoy what he had to say in the social spotlight and it was fun to hear um, his answers to the questions. Okay, I'm here with Joseph Newgarden on the social spotlight. We're He just finished his part of Indy 500 Media Day, answered tons of questions for an hour, and now you get to answer more. I'm sure you're very excited about this. <laughs> hey, man, more than merrier. It's all good. Okay, let's start out with Twitter since that seems to be like the big social media that a lot of people use. Um, I was just looking at your account. Uh, one thing that jumped out at me, you have only liked one tweet. You only have one like. What? what are you anti-like? Well, I guess, you know, everyone uses the platform differently, right? I've, I've never really liked photos. I liked that one photo of the, all the helmets that the Indianapolis 500 lined up, which was a very cool photo. You know, I'm, a, I'm like OCD almost. I'm either going to like, like a ton of stuff or not like anything. And so I guess it's weird that I have one like. But, um, yeah, I've never really used it for that. With Twitter, I I'm, I'm more so use it for uh, responding to people. You know, it's a, it's a great platform to answer questions just because people can ask you whenever. Um, or just given information on where you are or where you can meet, something like that. I, t- I can totally see that, though, because in some ways, like, I-, I do like a ton of tweets. It's my way of saying I acknowledge that. Or, yes, exactly. So, but it, I always feel like if somebody was going to my account, they'd see all these random-ass just tweets of the no, they make no sense, no order. And, and there, there's so many you can never go back and unlike them. So I, I kind of like your clean uncluttered view yeah i mean that's how i am it's very ocd i guess but it's uh it's just the way i've always been so i've not changed it you know and and so what i'll try and do is if someone i try and answer more than because i'm with you a like is like an acknowledgement you know it's nice for someone to say oh hey you like their post or you at least saw it um but i try and answer as much as i can i probably should answer a lot more but if i'm going to acknowledge it i normally just answer to it okay that's nice of you now, as far as your tweets that you're getting, are, are you like using it as your news feed? Like, do you look at every day in the morning? Yeah, I do actually. I think it's. I, I still think Twitter is probably the best social platform for quick news. You know, it's Facebook. You get. You, it's kind of same. You know, it's more blown up content. It's like kind of a bigger view of news, but. Twitter is really easy to just ramble through everything, right? And it can always just give you a link to go somewhere to look at something bigger. Um, but yeah, I like it for that. I like following, you know, informational sites, uh, you know, what, what, whatever it is, wired.com, if you want to see something with tech. I mean, it just could be any of these uh, news outlets. I think it's really helpful for that. So I, I like following it. Um, and then, like, like I said, for, for just me as a driver, I think it's great for giving people information on what you're doing um, or where you're going to be. If there's, you know, like a, a meet and greet or something like that, it's, it's really good for those type of deals now on on the downside of this twitter can be sort of nasty at times there's a lot of trolls on there 
How do you deal with that? Do you block people? Do you mute people? Do you just ignore it? I just ignore it. I honestly do. I, I found that I don't even reply. I, there's been a couple times where I've replied just because I couldn't help myself, I guess. But I won't ever follow up reply. I'll I'll say something, have my you know have my two cents, and then just be done with it. And if if it gets worse and starts spiraling out of control, I don't continue. It's literally one thing. That's what I said. You know, if I said something wrong, I'll try and apologize because it's easy to get. You know, it's easy to get uh, looked at wrong on social media for saying something that you didn't mean or it coming across the wrong way. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I just ignore everything. You know, there's a lot of people that say a lot of stuff, and you got to be—you just got to be really good at at just letting it go. You know, that's—I think that's the best thing—is just to let it go. And it's probably the best way to handle it because these guys and or people, guys or girls, what they really want is a response. And so when you don't respond to them, it's kind of the best thing to do, in my opinion. Now, we've all had situations where sometimes we're following somebody and we're like, man, I don't, I don't want to follow this anymore. I, these tweets are irrelevant or they're too much or whatever. How do you handle that? Do you just unfollow and if people get offended, sorry? Or do you mute people? How do you, how do you handle it? Oh, good. You know, I, <laughs> I think I go with the ignore thing again. Like I'll see stuff I don't like and I'll just, I just blow past it because I've gotten very efficient at scrolling fast like if it's i'm seeing stuff i don't want to see i'm just scrolling by it so um it, it, even my girlfriend she's like how are you even reading any of this and it's literally just a i'll read one word and i either like it or i don't so i just go past it so i've not had to mute anyone um not really had to unfollow anybody because of that just, i just ignore it okay fair enough so uh, what's your take overall on Snapchat? I've seen you do some Snapchat takeovers, but do you have your own Snapchat account? Yeah, I can't get into the Snapchat thing. You know, I find it fascinating because young kids now are, I mean, I'm a kid still, I guess, technically, but, you know, just young people that use Snapchat are so weird and hilarious, right? Like people just have no shame. There's no shame. And I don't think people realize you put something on the internet it is permanent, okay? I don't care if you delete it, it's always there. You have put it out and into the world and it's always in the world now. I don't, it's gonna be there somewhere. But people just, they, they don't care. They just, they love it. They wanna share it and, you know, for me, I, I struggle because it's like Snapchat is a really constant thing. Like people wanna, you know, photo here, photo here, video, 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 like constantly, like little quick five second blurbs. And so I feel like you're missing out on the experience you know i'd rather have one nice video or one nice photo of it and then take the rest of the time to enjoy that experience so that's why i can't get into the snapchat that's true though you go to like a concert or something and everybody's snapchat is open or even like i'm sure here on 500 race day i'm going to walk around and anybody that's under 20 it's like snapchat and it's there that's that's the ultimate looking through your screen thing you know yeah it's i mean it's a love hate because like i've gotten sucked into the social media thing where you know i'm not the i don't post a ton but like I'm always on it. I'm always looking at it just because I'm trying to understand it and understand what works, what doesn't, what people want to see, what they don't want to see, what other people are doing. I get sucked into that game and I, I love and I hate it. Social media is so great because it's, you know, it's, it's really a great tool. It's awesome. I mean, the, the connectivity of it's amazing. But then at the same time, I also hate it because I just want to enjoy whatever I'm doing. You know, I want to be in the moment and present and a little bit old school, I guess. Like, it was almost nice when we didn't have all this technology. So it's a love-hate. I love technology, but I also hate it at the end of the day. Now, you, you said that, you know, you've, um, you try to observe what works, what doesn't, things like that. You know, what, in your theory, what is your general philosophy on, on how much to share, um, what makes people respond to you, things like that? 
Well, I do think people want you to be real. I try and be as you know authentic as possible. You know, whatever I say is me. It's um, there's no sugarcoating it. Maybe it's a little bit politically correct sometimes, but it's it's my opinion. So I'll I'll always be honest about that. Um, you know, but it, it, I've always tried to keep my personal life out of it, which a lot of people think is a mistake, just because you know most people they want to see the inside world that they normally wouldn't, and that's one of the nice things about social media is you get to see things that you wouldn't normally get to see if you didn't know a person, right? Um, but I try and keep that separate. I'm, I'm, I'm much more using, I use it much more just for the professional side of, here, this is what I'm doing professionally. Uh, here's what I'm doing in racing, or it has something to do with racing. That's all I use it for. Um, and I try and you know maximize that as best as I can. I think I noticed that on your Instagram as well, because if you scroll through your Instagram feed, almost everything is you at track. It's not stuff like, oh, here's me doing this, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know, it's like, you know, I, I and I, I use the platforms differently. Like Instagram, I use, use more as like an artwork page. Like it's, I think it's just beautiful photos of race cars, uh, maybe some photos of me that people want to see within racing. But, you know, I, I normally like seeing photos of race cars myself, just really cool looking photos. I mean, I'm a real big fan of photography, actually. I'm not a great photographer. I'm not a photographer myself, but I really admire a lot of the photographers within the sport. They gosh they get some awesome images sometimes so i like sharing those and i also like seeing those and that's that's sort of what i use instagram for which you know really is what instagram was originally made for it was it's a photo sharing site so um that's what i use instagram for and then twitter is more just you can post a photo that doesn't have to be beautiful it can be it's just information right and sometimes i try and be uh, kind of random on my Twitter. You know, I, I, I do try and show people my, my random side, which everyone I think has to some degree. You, you know, you'll be eating fries or whatever one day and like you'll have a thought on French fries and you know, you just want to share that and it has nothing to do with anything. It's just a random sentence and I'll, I sometimes do that some, on, on Twitter as well. Is Facebook uh, going the way of the dinosaurs in MySpace or do you think that has a life? I think it has a life. I think it just has an older life. You know, <laughs> you normally get all the... That's where the moms, the grandfathers, that's where it's all old. You know, like, that's not a bad thing. You know, everyone's got to have a demographic, right? I think Facebook's just become more of an older demographic, which is, uh, you know, there's a place for that. You want to share with those those type of folks as well. So I still get on it. I mean, I, I look at Facebook, see a lot of things that's uh, see a lot of things that are going on. Um, I do find it interesting. I think Facebook video has become very cool. You know, so that's become, for me, it's become more of a younger reason to use it just because you know if you don't want to go to youtube and search stuff it's really easy to see popular videos on facebook now and i think they've done a great job at that so if i use facebook it's either to look at videos or to post a video that's i think one of the most useful tools for it and from a sponsor standpoint a team standpoint how much do outside influences are, are, are they telling you hey we really want to see you on here we want to see you doing this like is there a lot of that that goes on yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you have to temper it. You know, I think with with either it's sponsorships um, or it's teams, you know, you kind of measure your, I guess your 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 marketability. You measure you, you you measure you know how sellable you are, you know, how popular you are. It's kind of terrible, but it's just the way it is nowadays. You know, everyone kind of puts a value on social media, and so you have to have a presence almost. You're forced to, but um, you know, just because of those factors. But, you know, I think I, I try and stay true to myself. If there's something I don't want to do on it, um, I just don't do it. If it's something that, you know, a, a 
sponsor really wants me to do and I don't love it, then I try and spin it into something that is more authentic to me. And I, I think that is always more impactful than just putting up an ad. You know, you put up an ad and, and people can see it immediately. They're like, this is just a posted tweet that someone wanted you to put out. And no one wants that. No one wants to see it. It's not going to help the company at the end of the day. So you got to make it authentic and real. And I think that resonates a lot better with people. Do you have uh, one or two favorite people to follow on Twitter um, that people may not be following themselves right now? I, I, I got to say, you know, probably the greatest person on Twitter, and I, I think a lot of people would agree, is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Now, it's he does the exact opposite of what I do, but it is it, he is a master of it. If you're going to go full in and you're going to show people your world, I don't think anyone has done it better than Dale Jr. He, he really masters it well. So I think he's fun to follow. You know, for me, that's that's why you follow someone on social media is, is for that type of stuff that I just said I don't want to do. And he's probably the best at it. So I, I enjoy following him. I just enjoy following all the drivers because you get to see what everyone's up to, you know, whether it's Jimmy Johnson or other NASCAR guys or it's the IndyCar driver, Scott. Uh, Scott Dixon, you know, I mean, I enjoy following motorsports. Fernando Alonso, it's been fun to follow him. You know, obviously, this is a new journey for him in Indianapolis. So it's it's interesting to see how, you know, he perceives the event, how he shows people the event. So I, I love following drivers. Um, again, I like following news feeds, um, you know, just different tech sites, you know, any any sort of news outlet that's going to give you good information on stuff that you're interested in. That's that's I follow all those type of stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, man. So there you have it. Very easy guy to talk to. Uh, enjoyed talking to Joseph Newgarden, and I definitely appreciate his time as well as Team Penske for letting me do that. Um, really crazy uh, in some ways about IndyCar. You know, um, I was coming over there from jeffgluck.com, not USA Today or something. And so obviously some people know me in, in NASCAR, but not um, as well known over on the IndyCar side. And so the two people I asked for, in uh, the 12 questions interviews, uh, which was James Hinchcliffe. That's yesterday's podcast. If you missed that. And then the social spotlight, which you just heard, um, I got both those. So the PR people from the teams totally worked with me and were very open and their drivers were extremely friendly about things. So that was really nice. You know, I, I, I do have some challenges at times getting some of these NASCAR drivers, um, to say yes to some interviews. So, um, it was cool to just, you know, have two, targets who weren't, you know, small names by, by any uh, stretch of the imagination and be able to, to speak with those guys. I definitely appreciated that and uh, look forward to covering some more of their races in the future. So now it's off to Dover International Speedway. Um, I should be driving there by the time you hear this right now. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana at my in-laws house. Um, we just had gotten back from Portland, Oregon, um, where we were apartment hunting. Now it's off to the Dover race. Sarah, my wife, heading back to Charlotte from here to do some packing all weekend. Um, and then after Dover, I will drive back to Charlotte and then we're heading out. So uh, just another update for those who have been following the the move. Um, it's been a been kind of an up and down crazy time lately, just trying to balance everything. Feels like I've got a lot of balls in the air right now as far as the juggling goes. So um, hopefully it'll be nice once we get out to Portland and get settled in and finally have one place where we're not going back and forth all the time between Albuquerque and Ann Arbor, Michigan and Charlotte and all these places we've been over the last year. So, um, that'll be, that'll be very nice. So, uh, I hope to talk to you again, uh, very soon from Dover. Uh, I'm not sure who will be the post-race podcast, 
um, partner for me this week. Um, uh, hoping the rain in the forecast holds off so that I will be able to stick around, um, and watch the entire race and all that stuff. But, uh, anyway, um, if you don't mind and you're listening on iTunes, please consider leaving a rating for the podcast. We've had some great stuff lately. I think, um, at least a lot of great feedback on it. The NASCAR chasm post-race podcast was, uh, something people really were raving about and was a lot of fun as well. So, um, hashtag Fernand boys for that one. All right. So I, I will uh, stop rambling now. And, uh, anyway, I appreciate it as always talk to you next time on the untitled Jeff Gluck podcast.